people didn't hear my beautiful singing voice. Okay, so this week we continue with our sermon series, Faith of a Child, as we look at what it means that Jesus called us to have faith like children. So my nine-year-old Lila, she went on her own great adventure this week. See, she just finished her third year in Cub Scouts, which means she will be a Weebelow. And the Weebelows get to do something very exciting. They get to go tent camping without their parents. So this Wednesday, her and her friends got packed up and headed on a great adventure. I had coworkers asking me if I felt nervous sending her off. And I don't know if y'all know this, but scouts are very prepared. So I was not nervous at all. And the leaders that she, were, she was going with were some of our very, very trusted friends. I knew she was going to have a great time. And Wednesday seemed to go off without a hitch. But Thursday rolled around, and it was a little more adventureful. Let me go ahead and share a post from her den leader about that day. Day two camp evening was eventful. The camp brought everyone inside around 5.30 to wait out a storm threat. Because they lost power earlier in the day, they brought in food. But the food wasn't there. So we waited and waited. And finally at 7, food arrived. They called our table last to pick up a meal and ran out of food before we could get anything. Then the power went out for the second time that day. Then the storm finally rolled in. When they finally allowed campers to go back to their tents, we were left back because our campsite was next to the water. It was flooded. Everything was messed. There was nowhere for us to sleep. So at 11 p.m., we packed up the exhausted kids and drove them home. I'm so proud of these kids. They were troopers. And most importantly, we got everyone home safely. Wow, what an adventure. Let's see, I have a few photos. Let's see if this works. This is of them out camping. The one in the top right is Lila actually asleep on the table as they waited for the storm to pass. So I really like my sleep, so that by the time she got home, I was asleep. But her father anxiously awaited her arrival. I expected that morning to wake up to a very exhausted Lila. Instead, she was raring to go. She was fully dressed, and her scout leader was on her way to pick her back up for the next day. Let me give you that post of what happened on day three. Day three of Weeblos Camp. If you thought a midnight arrival home meant these Cub Scouts were done with camp, you are mistaken. Every scout in my group wanted to return for the last day of activities. So we all rallied and had the most fun day together. We packed our soap tents and gear, cooked spam and monkey bread, did more art, swim, and shot many arrows. By the end, we didn't want to leave. See you next year, Camp James Ray. I feel like these kids really inspired me and were at the heart of what we're talking about this series. I saw them endure some troubled times, and they had hope. They had hope throughout those three days, hope that that last day going back was going to be full of fun, and it looks like it sure was. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about hope in troubled times, and we're going to take a look at a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, the church in Rome. 
the Apostle Paul was also no stranger to suffering. He endured his own hard times. He was one of the early Christian leaders in the movement who planted churches in a time where Christianity was not popular. People didn't trust Christians. They were persecuted, and he was imprisoned many times. But despite all that, his letters that he wrote were always full of hope. They were full of joy. They were full of wonderment. And the letter he's writing to the Romans that we are going to read today was to a community that were suffering their own trials. See, they were a group of Jewish and Gentiles, which means that they had a very diverse group among them trying to start a church together. They were trying to figure this out in their own way, and it was hard. And not only that, but they were still Christians being persecuted as well. So today, the, Paul, the letter we're looking at from Paul is going to give some pastoral care notes to these Romans. He's going to talk about his own experiences with God. So let us go now to our verses. We're going to start with Romans 5, 1 through 2. And then we'll read the rest of the verses in a second. Listen, friends, for the word of God as proclaimed by God's servant, Paul. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access in this, to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. As I read those scriptures and those verses, what stands out to me most is hope. I see hope. Hope is a human emotion that helps us to look at favorable outcomes when things seem uncertain. And there is a lot of uncertainty out there. We live in a broken world. So just like our Cub Scout campers, the Apostle Paul, the church in Rome, we're going to endure our own tough times and our own suffering. And that can look different to each person. Suffering is deeply personal and deeply subjective. But it's important to be with each other during those times to help us provide that hope. So let us go now to our next scripture, which I have a feeling since I was in charge. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I'd gone ahead. Okay. Listen now. We're going to head back to Romans. Romans 5, 3 to 8. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though perhaps for a good person, someone might actually dare to die. From these verses, what pulls out to me is something very interesting. It almost goes from steps to guide us how to move out of our suffering. We see suffering to endurance, endurance to character, and character to hope. So the Bible that I'm looking at is actually the NRSV. 
And what's really interesting is when you take different verses and you look at the different translations, because there are many different types of translations. I found it so interesting that I actually put together this slide to see all the different ways that we talk about these steps. So in the NRSV, the one we have, suffering to endurance, endurance to character to hope. But even the next version of the NRSV changes suffering to afflictions. In the CEB, the Common English Bible, you have trouble to endurance to character to hope. NIV changes it to perseverance instead of endurance. And the New King James has it as tribulations to perseverance. What I gather from these translations is that it's very complicated to talk about suffering. We have to be very intentional when we're caring for people who are suffering. Because sometimes we can say words that we're intending to be hopeful, but they're actually hopeless. Duke Divinity professor and author Kate Bowler wrote a book, Everything Happens for a Reason, and Other Lies I've Loved. Yes, Other Lies I've Loved, meaning to her, everything happens for a reason is a lie. She wrote this book after her experience with suffering. When she was a young mom with a young child, she received a diagnosis, stage four cancer. Things were not looking good for her. And she wrote down all these sayings that people were trying to be hopeful for her, but were actually damaging. Everything happens for a reason. This is part of God's plan. Maybe God needs another angel. If we believe that God's reigning attribute is love, then what is it saying when we tell someone who is suffering that this is God's plan? Suffering is complicated. But Kate gives us some words of wisdom on how to care for people when they're suffering. How we can be like God in each other's suffering. So in these wise words she shares, in that space of suffering also comes the comforter. And yet God's beautiful surprise is always in this weird inversion. The worst my life got, the more obvious God's love became because I was genuinely unable to put my life back together by myself. God brings his A-game in our suffering. I don't know if you've ever experienced hard times, but I can tell you that God is in there with you. And as we are the body of the church, we are called to be the comforter in those times. We are called to walk alongside, to help people move from suffering to endurance, to character, to hope. We find hope in stories. We find hope in stories around the world. And we find hope in children. That's what we're talking about today. And so one of those children I would like to highlight is someone named Mawali Yousafzai. You might have heard her story. She was born in Menorah, Pakistan on July 12, 1997. And in Pakistan, baby girls aren't always celebrated. But her father was special. He was unique. 
he felt strongly that girls should receive the same opportunities as boys. He started a school in their village for girls where she was able to go and learn. However, when she was 11, the Taliban took over the government and they were extremists. They banned TVs, they banned radios, and they even banned girls going to school. Malala said goodbye to her classmates, not knowing if she would ever see them again. But her tribulations turned to perseverance, turned to character, turned to hope. Malala would not be silent in her hope. She became an activist, speaking out about how women should receive the same education and boys. She could not help but share that hope she had in her heart. And because of that, she became a target for the Taliban. They attacked her when she was just 15, putting her in critical condition. But they could not kill her hope. She has a great quote after that time. It says, it was then I knew I had a choice. I could live a quiet life or I could make the most of this new life I had been given. I determined to continue my fight until every girl could go to school. From her suffering, she turned it to endurance, to character, to hope. Her and her father started the Malale Fund, a charity that goes around the world to help girls receive the same education. For that work, she received a Nobel Peace Prize and became the youngest Nobel laureate. In this story, we find the hope that we can see in children that God is calling us to have in our lives. Malale, the Apostle Paul, the church in Rome, my favorite Cub Scout campers, we will all endure suffering in hard times at some point. But know that God is walking with us in those moments and know that we are called to walk beside us, to change that suffering into endurance, endurance into character, and character into hope. Let us never give up hope. Amen.